There she is, recording. Now we just have to be able to hear her again. Yes, my first day. Um, <laughs> you know, the funniest thing is that, um, it's just funny. I'm also going to make you a host, Sharian, so okay. that if you could also um, record, then in case if I get disconnected, which geez, could not happen, um, then, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you've got the recording too. So I'm going to make you a host okay. as well. Okay. Okay. So now you can record too. And uh, what well, says now you're the host? <laughs> well you know so it's, it says recording yeah okay good you're yeah, the it host. says recording okay good i know for all of those i'll have to edit the audio before we do yeah, before um, we put it back start. up yeah i just want to make sure that we're so that for we're, all of y'all that are listening we've had all kinds of um things happen to get this started so all day yes. they it's just been so funny. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, well, now that we're good and we're started, I'm excited. And so we don't have audio, I mean, video because of the phone and the technology and the, all the stuff. But um, I want to, uh, I'll do my formal introductions. And this is the Monday Night Call. And it's a very exciting one because we are coming on to the holiday season. Within the next week, we will be in full force uh, holiday season. And uh, Young Living's got a lot of really cool things planned for us. And every year it is better and better. If it's anything like what they've done for the holiday catalog, I'm just like completely blown away by how amazing that is. And I've heard from looking at their hints and everything, we're going to have some very special things and unique things and limited edition things. So I'm very, very excited about that. And for those of you that are just new here listening for the first time, I am Jen Springer and I've been with Young Living since 2001. And you guys, we never even had a Christmas anything season. It was like, it was just crazy. But one of the things, you know, personally, I'll just be really honest for myself is, you know, a lot of people really hype up the, the Christmas season, especially Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But I know that it also affects your October and December volume. I mean, yeah, your December volume because of so much pushing at that time. So it's, I think it's important this time of year to really have a strategy for October, November and December, because a lot of people push and they go to new rank in, in November, but they hit that rank once and they never hit it again. But I really invite you all to look at your plan for December and January so that, whatever you put into place for communication or momentum or incentives or whatever you're going to do with your team that you can hold that whatever, you know, whatever you rank up or whatever you just, you know, have happen. So anyways, um, for those of you that are new to this call, we have this listed on iTunes and some of you, actually most of you will be listening to this on iTunes. We get so many downloads in the weeks after this call. Um, usually a couple thousand is really amazing because the platform over history has changed, you know, from straight up conference calls to webinars and now podcasting, you know, it's just like, wow, you know, we just got to roll with the times as everything goes on. But uh, anyways, I'm really excited today because we have on a guest who is really a mover and a shaker and Sherry and McCoy, she's got, you know, so much going on behind her. She's a golden young living, but she's also a naturopath. She owns, how do you say your business? Is it Sela Wellness? Sela. Sela Wellness. Uh-huh. Okay. What, what does that stand for? Um, it's actually an acronym for Sharian's Essential Life and Health, but okay, it also cool. is an Arabic name, meaning it's in the Bible, and it means wonder and pause. Oh, nice. Yeah. So did you come up with the acronym first or the both together with the meaning of that? Well, the, um, of course, the, the, the meaning or the, the name is actually in scripture throughout Psalms. And um, it's like a, and when you're singing a song, and it just means to pause and wonder on what you just said. But oh. um, I was trying to come up with an LLC for my business. Um, I knew my, my uh, accountant said that if I had something that I had to have something with nobody else could have. And so I knew that my name was unusual. So if I used my name, then that would be a given. So I played around that I was trying to find something with essential oils in it and then lifestyle and all that. So 
I was literally at a stop sign one day and wrote down Sharian's essential life and health. But I wrote down like instead of straight across, I wrote it down like one word at a time. And I was teaching school at the time and I brought the paper in, didn't know if I liked it. And I covered it up with a piece of paper when one of my students walked in and my, um, one of my students said, so Miss McCoy, why'd you write down the word Sela? And I thought, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. So, <laughs> so wow. that, uh, it just kind of came about like that. And so whenever I opened the wellness center last year, um, I just named it Sela Wellness. So. Well, that sounds perfect. I did not yeah. know that. Um, yeah. With that, all the, the meaning that goes behind that. And you are a naturopath, and now you're the new director of aromatherapy at Trinity College. And if yes. any of you know Trinity, I mean, Trinity has, you know, so many, you know, you can get your degrees through Trinity, but they also have the, the do they still have those programs where you can train and get the um, the practitioner? Uh, I don't remember what they call it, but I had done iridology through Trinity. I yeah. done tongue face and nail I did a lot yeah. of classes through Trinity yeah they have uh their CNHP CNHP program. that's yeah, yep and um they have iridology master herbology and um then um they have an aromatherapy course and I'm going to actually reformat it and uh reformulate it put um I'm going to teach the English and the French method uh, but the way that it's hopeful that we're working towards is um, creating it so that when someone finishes the program with Trinity, which will launch in February, um, they will be able to go on to become a clinical aromatherapist. So when they get oh, done that's with the really program, good. yeah, it'll be something that they can um, get a really good foundation more than what you're going to get in just general classes. Um, that, you know, network marketers might teach or, or learn from different people, but get some real good history there, know how it works, get some good chemistry, understand how the chemistry works and um, be able to, ex I, I usually explain it well enough that um, you can understand it even if you have a high school education or even below, honestly, uh, junior high and high school kids. I've, I've taught that same chemistry to high school kids. So um, it'll be something that it can be for anybody if they want to have a business in aromatherapy, if they want to enhance their own network marketing company, or if they want to go on and have something where they can um, reach out and, and become a clinical aromatherapist. So it'll be the so, bouncing off for that. So is that going to be one of like the CNHP types of classes where people go live, or is it going to be one that's formatted self-study or how is that going to go with tests way, and things? Yeah, they, um, they use it. I'll be writing the, they have a week course of aromatherapy in the scenic part. So I'm rewriting that as well. Um, just to kind of keep it up and make it, you know, all kind of cohesive together. And so they use a format called canvas. And so yes. it's something that you, um, you log into and I'm not sure exactly how you register all that. You have talked to Trinity about that. Um, but they have, um, it is kind of self-study, but you have certain amount of class uh, assignments that you have to do every week. Um, and then you have quizzes after the, um, you know, after the, um, the lecture part of it, and then you go through it and do it like that. And they give you amount of time to do it. So what we're looking at is creating a, an eight week course. So it'll be like, nice. like aromatherapy one and then aromatherapy two, and then you can be done there or that will equip you to go on to become a clinical aromatherapist. Um, and we'll give you the guidance of where do you go from here if that's what you're wanting to do. So that's kind of the, the plan for it right now. That's really huge. And I know we're going to talk about conscious languaging, the brain and all that. But this is so exciting because to have somebody that, you know, because I, I mean, I knew about Trinity forever and a, a day ago. It's been, Trinity College has been around for a very, very long time. Uh -huh. And the aromatherapy in the past has not been strong. And, you know, that from 20 years ago. I mean, it was just like, yeah, I never even took aromatherapy through that. And now to have somebody there that's got a more rounded uh, thought pattern of the whole thing, is going to be very exciting. Yeah. It I is think, very exciting. Yeah. It's, it's exciting for the industry. And I think, um, you know, the, at, in their defense, I think uh, where their education was coming from was from more of an English uh, kind of yeah. method. 
And um, I think the person, at least before me, um, was trained with NAHA, which is the National Association of Holistic Aromatherapy or something like that. And that's more of the, Engl the English method. And um, I always teach that it's really more important to know both of them so that whenever yeah. people do have um, questions about, well, why, um, you know, how, is it okay for a pregnant lady to use this or is it okay to use this on kids or animals or whatever? Understand why some people say no and understand that the chemical constituents in that so that you can make your best choice because, and then that leads into conscious language and understanding your brain is because if you believe that it's going to hurt you, then it's going to hurt you. You know, even yes. if, it's, if it's really not, then if that person believes it is, then just don't use it because they believe that. And so that's going to be huge and powerful for them. And so um, I'm excited because I think it's going to be great for our industry. I'm so honored that Trinity actually invited me to do this. I was not some, it, this was not something that um, I reached out and said, Hey, do you guys, you know, need a new aromatherapist? Um, they, they called me out of the blue. And as a matter of fact, I turned them down and they, they countered with me a couple of times. We kind of did a little song and dance for a little while because for multiple reasons, but, um, but I'm here now and uh, we finished the contract and I'm very excited about it. Very honored to do it. And, um, I think it'll be a wonderful um, partnership for both of us. So, yes, a hundred percent. And yeah. so you're officially official, right? I'm officially official. Yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. And, and, and when do you think the the changes and stuff will be coming through? Will it be like a early 2020 thing, or yeah, they're what, supposed to launch. Busy? <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to launch February the third. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So in the midst of that, I have to finish writing a program and I'm having surgery uh, December the 2nd and I have 10 days off, you know, I, I use that in air quotes, you know, off uh, <laughs> uh, of recovery during that time. And um, I'm, I've already written most of it. So I'm, I'm hoping to finish and polish it off to have it done by the end of the year so that they can get it done in canvas and and get it like they want it and all that kind of good stuff. So, Oh, that is really, yeah. really awesome. And, yeah. you know, on a side note, how do you think that people in Young Living could use that or leverage that for their business? What are some ideas do you think would be helpful for them? Well, you know, I think the thing that I've learned in my own team is making, reaching silver first when we made silver, um, we had a very small team to make silver. And at that time I was just starting out and I was asking everybody, so how many people does it take to make silver? And some people were saying, Oh, it's a hundred. Some people were saying 150. Some people were saying, Oh, when you get to be about, when you get to have about 500, you'll have a silver team. Um, and so it was really was a lot different and, and that wasn't the case for me. And then when we reached gold, the thing that people were talking about was, you know, a thousand, twelve hundred, fifteen hundred. And we reached gold with four hundred people. And wow. that was remarkable. And but it, I didn't know any different. And the reason that I didn't know any different was because I was just doing what I do, which is teach and educate. And so I the thing that I've learned and it's not that I'm any better than anybody else, because anybody can do this. But the difference of having a small team and being able to reach that level was because of education, because they're not just buying for levels or they're not buying just because they want to reach a certain amount or somebody's overbuying because of something they don't need necessarily, but they're buying because they understand what the supplements are doing for their body. They understand what the oils are doing for them to really bring that support and balance to their lives. And that's what created the difference. So the thing that I think is going to be pivotal for this course for Trinity, I think it's going to put them on the map for um, allowing um, network marketers to come in and get some really good solid education so they can take that education back to their own teams because that's so important 
to not just know your product because Young Living does a great job about educating us about their product, but to actually know what the constituents in that product are and why they do that. And then when something's out of stock, how you can go about looking for something different because you know the chemistry behind it. Um, and then you, it takes away the fear too. So if, um, you know, we need to make this duplicatable so that anybody can do it, but we also want to provide the education that is, it, it just is, it's a game changer. Education, when you know more, you do more and you do better too. So that's what I'm hoping to really bring about in this whole thing. You know, and that'll be, that sounds perfect. And that not it trinitycollege.edu? I don't remember their website. Is that what um, it is? I think it's trinity.org. Let me look it up really quickly. I always, you know, I have it memorized on my computer, so I never, I know. I never know. <laughs> you just, you literally just need to start writing trin, like that part of it. It'll default to the rest of the URL if it's cached. Right, so exactly. I can't remember what it. Oh no, Trinity.org is the Catholic Church, so we don't need that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'll look it up here really quickly and see. So people can keep an eye on all that. Right. Yeah. Visit that because there'll be people listening to this the first time in 2020. Suppose <laughs> people yeah. go to and listen to these podcasts. That'd be really exciting. Yeah, it's a it's going to be a really fun um, thing for it. I'm sure. Oh, it's trinityschool.org. I knew there was a .org. Uh, yeah, trinityschool.org. I was wrong, and so <laughs> we were both like, "Yeah, we're figuring it out." So yeah. that's super cool. And well, let's talk about you know the other thing that we really wanted to get into was talking about the brain and how did you get into that connection between you know, what micro and macro traumas and how that can affect our everyday life and how we can retrain the brain. Like, do you want to talk about even how that even piqued your interest and you started learning about it? So, you know, I started, I think it was two, I joined Young Living in October, 2013 and our team uh, sponsors came down to Texas. They're in Minnesota and they came down to Texas for somebody else in March and March 14th, as a matter of fact. And um, we were looking at all the different things. I like had an epiphany of, oh, you can make money with this. And um, then they showed me the Young Living website and they showed me where you could find events. And at that moment, there were no events in Texas. And I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher for 25 years. And um, I looked at that and thought, oh, well, you know, if there's no events in Texas, then nobody's educating anybody about this. And so I need to educate all of Texas. I mean, like, that sounds so, like, silly, but that's really what I was thinking. There, Somebody needs to know about this, so I'll learn everything I can, come, become the expert, right, which is not the best thing to do. But that's what that was my thought process. And so I went to a care class, a Center for Aromatherapy and Education to Learn Raindrop. And in that class, the fifth class in this session, in this whole intensive was emotional health. And I thought, I crossed my arms and I thought, uh-uh, I ain't doing it. Nope. No, nope. I'll be here. I'll listen to this. But I was very sick at the time, um, just horribly sick. I'd been sick for about four and a half years, was still on over 20 medicines at the time, a day, twice a day. And um, then um, folded my arms and said, I'm not going to listen to this. But as it unfolded, I realized there might be a little bit to this. Um, got a real kind of a beating, I, I call it a God whooping, you know, that yes, I don't know as much as I know. And then began working at it a little bit through that, through care. But I started realizing that a lot of the illness and dis-ease that was in my body was related to emotions. And there was one lady that was also part of care that was a, has a PhD in social work. And she was teaching a class that of something she had formulated called anointed emotional processing. And that's Dr. Patty Caldera. And she is just absolutely fabulous. I always tell her she's my hero. And, uh, you know, because I, at first when she invited me to the class, I said, no. And then I got a great option, uh, 
great deal because she needed to do some CEUs. And so she's kind of using us as her guinea pigs, basically. And so I'm all for that. You know, it was cheaper, but I got so much healing and freedom in that weekend. I, I wanted more. And then she invited us to do the second level. And then I wanted more. And then, so after three years, I finished the third level. But in that program, I've learned how many people I've been able to help and incorporate that. Um, I even did my um, dissertation on emotional health and illness and what that it really starts in emotions rather than just bacteria or viruses. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it, it was just profound. And you cannot go through something like that and not get healing in your own self as well. And so the thing, the thing I love about Patty's program is when you first, um, when you go through level one, she gives you these little butterfly wings and, you know, because you found a little bit of freedom. And then your second one, they, she gives you these little butterfly wings to put on your back. But on the third one, she gives you these great big wings that you, and then we go out to this little pond and you twirl around and it's so fun. It's silly and it's fun. And she takes all these pictures of you and it's, that's kind of the graduation ceremony. And what she says to you is, you found your freedom now let now help other people find that freedom too. And so that was just huge for me. Well, in the midst of that, I also was going through um, Marcella von Harding's um, conscious language and, and all of that. And, and for me, just pulling both of them together was just huge understanding that the things that I was saying over my life was part of what was causing illness and dis-ease in my body, holding on to past traumas, little ones and big ones. Um, and that was huge, 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 huge. But the main thing that I always come back to is my why. Why did I start in oils in the first place? I really kind of did it on an accident. But when I started learning that they were bringing more support and balance to my body and my body was healing, there were two women that came to me and said, oh, you're using oils? Um, well, we've used oils for years. And I said, you know, you came to visit me in the ICU and you knew I was about to die. How come you didn't tell me? And they said, well, we oh didn't know gosh. they would work. Yeah, we didn't know they would work. And so oh I just thought, gosh. I never, never, ever want anybody to feel like that they saw me and I had some way to be able to help them with that freedom that I have come to know. And then I never say anything that would just be the worst thing for me. So I say things sometimes that people go, yeah, there's Sherry and talking again, but they also know that that it's because I care for them and because I love them. So it goes back to my why I'm not going to stop doing this, but it goes back to, I found the freedom and that's freedom for anybody, no matter where they are in their life. And we all have it. Mm, yes. And that's, that's so very true. And a lot of people, and I don't know about you, but after studying conscious languaging and, you know, the, what we say, our subconscious is always listening and our body mm -hmm. is cataloging it and all this stuff. It's really hard sometimes for me, you know, being around different people that I, they have all this stuff going on in their life that's not always positive, but I listen to what they say. And I'm like, it literally is show, it shows up like it's right oh. there. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, it's like, well, yeah. of course you're always breaking a leg or, you know, uh -huh. this is happening or, you know, I was like, oh, you know. yeah, let's talk about, let's talk about having 14 foot surgeries in my entire life. When, um, I said all the time, um, that's just going to break me. Oh my gosh. That, you know, I'm, I died laughing or, um, yeah. you, you've got to be kidding. Um, that'll break your heart. And I lived my life like that. Now I was born with a foot, you know, something on my feet and, you know, some different things that had to have some reconstruction, but the, the times that I just broke my feet over and over and over again, that was totally, I know that was totally because that is what my body was seeking. That's what I was looking at and how I was moving forward in life. And 
I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mentioned that I'm having surgery again. The thing I'm having surgery for is I'm having surgery to have a pain pump removed that was installed seven years ago whenever I was sick. And um, they have not wanted to take it out. And I'm telling you, like, if you don't have to get one of those, don't ever get one of those because it's like a legal nightmare to get it taken out. Um, oh, seriously? Oh, yeah. I had to sign all kinds of papers and I had to prove 18 months of blood work that I um, did not need it anymore. It was for pain? Yeah, it, because I had chronic pancreatitis. And so they oh, installed, yeah. Um, yeah, they installed an intrathecal pain pump. Well, the pancreatitis was healed, but then I broke my feet, broke both my feet at the same time, had four surgeries in two years. And so there's two more surgeries they want to have on my, they, they want me to have on my feet. So they don't want to take the pain pump out because they say I will need it. However, I worked so hard with different herbs and oils and supplements and things like that. And my conscious language, the way I looked at life and all of that, that I was literally able to reverse my blood work to prove to them for 18 months that the inflammation is down, the RA numbers are gone, completely gone, so that they had no other choice but to say, well, we'll go ahead and take it out. And so now that's what that surgery is about. But that, that's, again, the whole point is, I could have allowed them to say the things that they said to me and receive them and believe them as gospel because after all, they're the doctor instead of really looking at what my life is and what I want and what I choose my life to be. And that's where I went instead. Now that doesn't mean that I'm always perfect at it because we're all a work in progress. Yes. And do you that find that, um, I was going to ask you, I know I just had a moment of thought. Do you think that um, people, and I just had the thought in my brain about that. Uh, I totally flaked out. I was like <laughs> thinking into the future and was lost my train of thought what I was going to say about, about that. Well, oh no, I, I know what I was going to say. So I did not think about it for a second. Now I remember. So do you feel or think that a lot of people, when they go to any professional, it doesn't matter if it's a, a doctor or it could be even a chiropractor, a massage mm -hmm. therapist, it could be even a friend, but if they say things like, this is terminal or this mm -hmm. is never going to get better. Do you think that a lot of people like take that on and that inhibits some of the healing in potential? You know, I absolutely do. I have a very um, good friend who um, is in the healing profession. And when she sees people, her comment to them, and she doesn't mean it hateful at all. She, she says, you're a mess. You're a mess. Uh, and yeah, those people yeah. come out of there and they say, I, she said I was a mess. And so they believe it. And so it's hard for them to get over you know, that whatever it is they went in to see her about because of that. And I saw for a really long time and then chose not to do that anymore. And um, I found that I didn't need the services as much. And even for me, understanding uh, what people speak over us and what they say, I realized I was believing that too. And so I would come out of there thinking I'm a mess and, and feel bad all day long. The, one of, a good example of that too is today's Monday. And when people wake up in the morning on Monday morning, they're always like, um, oh man, today's Monday. Oh, right. Monday. today's a Monday. Oh, it's Monday. Man, I can tell all day long it has been a Monday. But what if instead of looking at it that way, you looked at today was marvelous and magnificent and amazing and wonderful. And you looked at that and you spoke that into Monday as much as you did about Friday, then it would be a time to start all over the week. It would be a time that you could just embrace the amazing things that are going to happen today and looking at what opportunity is around the corner instead of, oh my gosh, you know, all this stuff is happening. And that's when I started looking at it that way, then it changed the way that I looked at it too. But you're right. People take on that so much. 
Yeah. And it takes, I've seen it where people, it really takes some strength from the person to not receive that. And because Uh I know you can speak to that too, where you don't want to own that. And it it takes a strength to stand up and and it happens a lot with the moms who Uh have had things said about their children and they, they, they have to not take that on and stand up and be strong about that for their own belief. And yeah, it's, it's the power of words and the words are, you know, (laughs) the words are everything. They are things as people like to say. So um, let's talk about the trauma stuff too. You know, things that happen in people's lives, do they always have to be really big things that trigger a problem in the future that where someone could have a hang up or a block or is it, you know, small things or big things or how does that even happen? It's really all about your perception. Um, I often tell the the story of when I was three years old, my mom uh, was standing at the stove and she was cooking chicken and dumplings and I, we had just come back from the circus. And so I put a Coke bottle, I'm showing my age, those little tiny green Coke bottles, I put it in my mouth and I held my hands out like a, you know, one of those um, tightrope women, you know, like that. And I had just seen this man yeah. hold a woman by, you know, his teeth. And so here I am three years old trying to hold this Coke bottle by my teeth. So I left my arms out and then the Coke bottle dropped. It ran, it, it fell across, uh, scooted across the room and hit my mom's ankle. Now my memory or my perception of that was that my, it hit my mom's ankle blood went everywhere. It hit an artery because it squirted blood. My dad picked my mom up and was going out the door and my mom grabbed the side of the door and fell backwards. And that's the, that is the story I had in my head for a long time. And until I was a teenager, anytime I ever smelled chicken and dumplings or anything like that, I would throw up and I couldn't figure out why I would always throw up because I kind of liked the taste of them, but I could not smell them for anything. So my mom and I were talking about that one day and this before, of course, any of this kind of stuff. And she told me that, um, yes, all of that happened, except I was interpreting it differently than the way it really happened. And I said, so how did it really happen? She said, well, you did all that and it did hit my ankle, but it was because the reason I was bleeding is because I just had surgery and with that, the bottom of the Coke bottle broke off and that's what slid across the floor and broke open my incision. And so that's what was bleeding. So my, my, you know, my dad was taking me or taking her to the doctor to go get it sewed back up. I grabbed the ta- I grabbed the door to tell your brothers, take care of your sister and I'll be right back. But I don't remember that. I'll oh, remember my gosh. I thought, like, oh, my gosh, I killed my mom. I did all of these things and all that kind of stuff. And so I kind of got over that. As I learned more about oils and learned about traumas, I realized that I held a lot of things just in that part of it because of things I didn't ever want to hurt my mom. Now, this was three years old. So if you were looking at that and you would be like, of course, that's not a big trauma. It's, you know, a little girl doing something silly and, and her mom got hurt, but it, she didn't cause her mom to get hurt. Right. That's not a trauma to you. But me, that was a huge trauma. The sound of the Coke bottle hitting, the smell of the chicken and dumplings, looking and seeing the visual of the blood, all of that rolled up into what I was seeing and hearing and feeling that was a little trauma that turned into a big trauma. But then you go with other big traumas like the death of a child or the death of a parent or maybe a spouse walking out on you or being in an accident. Those could be huge traumas, huge. And they could end up just holding on because of the circumstances at the time, you know, or being told that you have cancer, a terminal illness, whatever it is. Um, those can be held in the brain at different places in the brain, um, depending on what's going on. And then they're just stored there and it's energy because that it's not matter. We can't touch it, but we can feel it. And so it's, it's in our brain. It goes into that parasympathetic nervous system and then goes in through the, um, all through the chakras. And, and sometimes in the Christian faith, people get scared about those words chakras. So let me just say real quick, that word just means wheel and every place there's 114 wheels of nerve bundles in our body. 
And the chakras just happen to be seven of those wheels right up our spine uh, from the crown all the way to our tailbone. And so don't let that word scare you. Understand the science behind it. There's a lot of biblical stuff behind it. But when you understand that's when those emotions go and they, they come in, parasympathetic nervous system, go through the chakras, go through the nervous system, and then they light into organs. And when they create dissonance in that organ and then the body is, is made to heal itself. So it's trying to get that out. So sometimes it might encapsulate it to try to get it out. And that looks like cancer or it might look like or it might look like extra fluid somewhere, inflammation or whatever. The body is trying to heal itself. And we have to ask ourselves, are we doing something good to help get that out? Uh, working on the physical, but also working on the emotional and working on the mental and the spiritual. We're all this amazing and fearfully and wonderfully made. We can't ignore what is there so that we can get the healing that is intended for us. We can't ignore it. How does somebody even start to identify that? Like that, you, that stuff might be going on. Usually I think, um, you know, the body never lies. And so looking at patterns in your behavior, um, when you start crying, the crying is usually not the first thing. Ask yourself, what happened in my body before I started crying? What did I feel before that? Did I feel something in my throat? Did I feel it in my chest or my stomach? Um, somebody told me the other day that they always know that they're about to start getting really anxious and nervous because their finger hurts. And oh, wow. I know. I was like, your finger? That's really interesting. So we start tracing it back. When did your finger first start hurting? And then as we go through it, we realize, oh, her finger first started hurting in a very specific and pivotal part of her life. And when she understood how she felt at that moment, because of what made her finger hurt, she's still carrying that now, even into her thirties. And so when we recognize it, then we can do something different to break up the pattern so that we stop that pattern. Um, changing our language, changing the glitch. When we change the glitch in the brain, then it's really because we're changing the perception that's happening. Mm -hmm. so and go ahead. I was just going to say, it's really fascinating, you know, that how the body works like that. Sometimes I see these things that happen in different people's um, lives and, and their emotions and things like that. And I just think, no way, that's amazing, you know, that, that it's working that way. But um, I kind of geek out on this kind of stuff. I think it's really incredible. Um, but to see the person get the freedom and you can see it on their face when they connect those dots, you can just see it. And it's just so amazing. Um, yeah, that is truly amazing. Because people seem lighter when they kind of oh. let go of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, you were talking about iridology. And um, this is something I just learned through um, this, this past summer is um, when people become less toxic, the color of their eyes change. And so yeah. I, I asked that in my naturopathy classes, um, how does that happen? And so the answer is because they're getting toxins out of their body. But when they start releasing those things emotionally, then that's also releasing toxins and their eyes can change colors, literally change colors. Yeah, they, I loved that class. It was just one of my favorites ever. <laughs> yeah, that's why whenever somebody cries, no matter what color their eyes are, if you look at their eyes right after they cry, their eyes will be a little bit brighter because the, the tears have washed away things in their eyes. And so when we release emotions or we release something emotionally or spiritually or physically, something like that, then it's going to change in our, in our eyes as well. And so that's also pretty, pretty darn cool. Yeah. It, it, yeah. The eyes, the face, the, the whole, the body that like, does it lie? I mean, it's always right no. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, so when somebody starts to ID, okay, you know, I got like, I'm feeling this or this is kind of what happened how do we start to change the direction of what that was creating in the past to something new that, um, uh, you know, to change the pattern, you know, to start retraining the brain a different direction. 
it's well, healthier. The interesting thing about the brain is that brain thinks in pictures rather than in words. So one of the things that I do in um, when I'm working with people is I say, I'm going to give you an eight by 10 frame and, and just kind of draw a frame in front of them. And I say, let's think about all the yuck that, that you're dealing with and the emotions. Draw me a picture so I can, you, so I can understand what that looks like. And sometimes people will say, well, it just feels, no, don't tell me how it feels. Show me what it looks like. Is it dark? Is it sticky? Does it have a texture? Um, I'm going to put an eight by 10 frame in front of you. And I want you to paint that picture of what those emotions look like. And so they tell it to me. I describe it back to them. Is this really what you're seeing when you feel this way? And um, they say, yeah, you've got it. You, that's exactly right. I say, good. I'm glad that I, I understand where I'm seeing what you're feeling. Now I'm going to slap my, I am usually we do this in a big surprise. I smack my hands and say, done with that. And then what that does is it helps those neurons to just like almost get a shock of, oh, wait, now what am I supposed to do? I'm done with it. And then I say, now, if you could create in this life, anything in the world, and how you want your life to be, what would you choose? What, what emotion would you choose for your life? Nine times out of 10, I've learned that most people say something about peace or something around peace. So uh -huh. if they choose peace, not, not everybody chooses peace, but sometimes they do. You choose peace. And when you choose peace, after you choose peace, what would you feel? And then they tell me what they would feel. And I say, okay, so you've chosen peace and you feel happy. So after you feel happy, what would you become? After you chose peace and you feel happy, what would you become after that? And they would say, I don't know. I, I guess I would feel free. So I choose peace. I feel happy and I'm free. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, you got it. Good. Okay, so now can you tell me? When you think of something in nature, like an animal or an insect or something like that, can you tell me an animal or insect that when you think of peace and happiness and happy, can you tell me an animal that you would look at and you see that? And somebody will, you know, say a giraffe or they'll tell me a hyena or, or my dog. You have a picture of your dog or, you know, a tiger, whatever it is. And so usually I, um, we look up a picture together and then I just make a little like um, a meme for them and put those words on it and send it back to them and say, okay, so every time you start feeling that yuck, paint that picture, slap your hands or snap your fingers and go done with that. I choose. Nah. Peace and I feel happy and I'm free. And that kind of mantra, because your brain has been trained to think those negative thoughts. Our brains always go to negative thoughts before they go to anything else. And so to train them to something different, it takes, it really takes some fortitude and some discipline. So that's, that's part of it. Um, it kind of goes into a little bit more in depth than that, but that's a really good start to just understand that you really do have the power to choose what you want in your life. And mm. it makes a huge difference. If people have like a really bad rut that they know that they're conscious of, that's obviously the first step, yeah. but, the, but it's a pattern that like, you know, some pattern that they know every time they see a certain person, this is going to come up or they're going to feel this way, or maybe they like, you know, are afraid of red balloons or something like that. <laughs> and they have to keep, do they just keep like doing, you know, the, the mantra again, or how, how do they that's a little, yeah, that's a little more difficult, especially like if they, you know, always like there's a person that I know that can't turn left. Uh, oh my gosh, I love I that. I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. It sounds like they literally, they can't turn left. And so it's like, why in the world, you know, so we, everything we do, it has to, they have to turn right. And so, well, what, what started that? Is that a glitch in their brain? Is there really like some kind of you know, trauma, like physical trauma, they have a brain injury or something like that. But, you know, it comes out to long, long time ago, something happened, they had just turned left and the, their mom and dad were killed in a car accident. And so in oh. their brain, the glitch stopped it. Well, when you turn left, people get killed, you know, sure. or like you said, like a red balloon. Well, 
when you see a red balloon, that means you always go to that children's hospital. So I can't see a red balloon, you know, or right, my right. finger. When my finger hurts, it's because somebody betrayed me, you know. So some of those have to be a little bit more unpacked and people don't know necessarily why they're that way. Um, and those usually are more deep seated things that have happened in the childhood. And, and I want to say this too, is like, just because most things are because of something that's happened when we're younger, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we were parented terrible. It doesn't mean that, um, that our parents screwed up and they're horrible parents. And so I want to say that because there's parents out there that their kids are choosing things that they would not choose for them. I mean, my kids have both chosen things that I wouldn't choose for them, but it, it doesn't mean that I did something wrong. You know, I mean, what I always say is God, the perfect parent, has he always parented perfectly and always said the exact thing he's supposed to say? And the answer to that is yes, of course. Then why are his kids so screwed up? (laughs) Because it's, it's their prefrontal cortex. It's their free will that they chose. And so when we find kids or we find adults that they figure out that it was because of a childhood little trauma or big trauma, or it's set wrong with them. It doesn't mean that they go have to go back to their parents and say, well, you did this to me. No, their parents couldn't have done it any other way. Cause it was about what they chose at that moment in that time, knowing what they know now, they might've gone back and did something completely different, just like us. So it's just a matter of working through those kinds of things. And, and, you know, here's the, Here's the thing that I, I like to say, I always, you know, some audiences, I have to kind of clean it up a little bit. Some I don't necessarily, but it's like this, like, it's just like when you clean the whole house and the whole house is good. The dishes are washed, the you changed all the sheets, you've dusted, you swept and mopped and vacuumed and the house is just pristine. And the dog walks in and shit on the floor, right mm-hmm. in the middle of the floor. Now you have a choice at that moment. And I said that word for a reason, because this is what we do. This is what we do in life. Everything is perfect. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I'm married to the right person. I have 2.5 children. You know, my, um, my finances are great. My job is wonderful. Or in our business, our network marketing, we're, we just got to the rank we need to. Everybody loves me. Everything's great. And then something happens that just something crapped all over it. So now mm-hmm. at this point, we have two choices. We look at it and we go, look. Jen, the dog shit in the floor. I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to throw it in the trash. And I choose to not let this maneuver anything about my life and get over, you know, or, or deter me from what I need and want and choose in my life. I can deal with it, but I'm still going to keep going to where I want to go. Or I can look at it and go, did you see that? Did you see what the dog did? Uh-huh. I'm going to call my friends. I'm going to tell my dog, my, I'm going to tell my friends what the dog did. And then my husband's going to come home and I'm going to say, did you, know what, did you see what the dog did? Look at that. And then as it stays there, I'm going to get closer and closer and I'm going to start looking at it and taking it apart. And I'm going to try to figure out what it looks like and what's in it. And why did he decide to do that? Why did that happen? And sooner or later, not only did the dog shit in the floor, but I have it all over me. And the language that I'm using now is I look at somebody and they say, so how are you doing with all this? And you say, you know what? I feel like shit. I had a shitty day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so it's because we've allowed that thing to mess up our perfect life. And the, the reality of it is, is no matter how clean our house was, it wasn't perfect in the first place. So Uh things happen in life, but it's all about how we choose to move on with it. We can choose Uh to allow it and wear it and become our identity, or we can choose to say, this is not what I'm going to have in my life. And we can move on. And that's really what it comes down to. That is amazing. That was a great, and you know, a great picture story to, really exemplify that topic um because i you see that happen a lot and it was oh, we do it yeah. even, even though we know about this stuff like it still happens right and, yes um 
and then we, like you said, we're work in progress. I want to touch on though too, you know, we talked about a lot of with the physical body and illness. Does the same thing happen with people in their businesses? These types <laughs> of patterns. Oh yes, 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 yes. When we you got say, good stories. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, even the way our business is, um, uh, you know, up now again, I'm a work in progress on this. But uh, Mary Young talked touched on this um, a couple of years ago at, at beauty school, and she said. Remember not to talk about those in your team as your downline because you don't want to put them below you. They're not mm -hmm. down. They're not under you. And then also your upline is not your upline. They're not above you. You are together working in this together as a team. And so they, you, this person may be your sponsor. This person may be a co-laborer with you in this, a team member with you, um, something, your support team. And mm -hmm. so that's what you know, that's a huge factor. Or what about whenever we, um, when we say, um, I've been a silver for three years and I, I just can't do this. So why can't we do this? Is that, if we take that apart and we think about it, so that means you absolutely do not have the ability to make gold. And well, that would be true because you don't make gold. Making gold, if you were doing that, is counterfeit, and you'd end up in jail. Right. Right? I mean, ah. if we're going to talk about conscious language. So what is it that you're really wanting to do? Instead of saying, I can't make gold, or I can't make platinum, that, is, you, that means you, you do not have the ability to make that heavy metal or, or precious metal, right? Right. So what you're trying to communicate is right now there, I am having difficulty reaching the goal that I would like to achieve. Mm -hmm. And so our body believes what we tell it, what it hears. So in our brain, we have to choose. I choose to, um, reach the level of gold with grace and ease. I choose to reach the level of platinum with grace and ease. And then I would even put a time on there. I, and, and a, and a, um, a reachable time, you know, like I can't, well, I would say I can't, I have the ability to do that. It would not be feasible for me where my, um, team is at this moment on this day of November 18th to say, um, I will be diamond. I choose to be diamond by uh, December 31st of uh, 2019. Now, is it possible? Um, I think anything is possible. Is it probable? Mm, probably not. But are, there are other things that are much more probable, and I can make those goals for myself and understand that we don't just say it, but we have to also know that there's things that our body follows once our is there. Um, and that's a huge thing. We say things all the time and it's mainly because of our limiting beliefs. You know, we don't think that we can do things or we don't, um, think that it's even possible for us. Yeah. And it, it, sometimes, you know, I, it's, I see people on two sides of it. Like a lot of people, they, they get stuck where they, they, they keep spinning their wheels and they can't move forward. And then sometimes I see people that are, they're, they're way out of the, um, the reality, you know, like, like we were saying, anything is possible, but it's probably not, maybe not probable. And they'll be like, well, I'm going to be Royal Crown by next May. And you're like, yeah. well, you're a star right now. What's your right. plan? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and so how, like, I don't know, like I have a hard time with that personally. Cause I'm kind of like, it, you know, it's, it, sometimes that happens and people rely just on saying that, but then they don't do the physical action to uh -huh. allow even that channel to open. Because I right. firmly believe that if you do the action, you'll achieve that. Maybe not in that timeline, but the universe is like, hey, I'm going to give you all the support you need because you are showing me you want that. But it's like, you know, Sherry, and I want to be like triple backflip royal crown by January 1st of 2020. And like, 
maybe I've not even like done my own auto ship. Like, you know right. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. So like, do you have a, a, a tactful way to handle people like that? Well, I, um, you know, it's again, it's a, it's a work in progress that, yeah, I'm I'm asking for myself, (laughs) right. There's a few things that I've, I've tried to let's, okay, let's work that out. Let's see, let's reverse engineer that and see how that would work. So you're saying that you need, and and I would have to look it up a hundred and wait, $250,000, right. That in that Royal Crown Diamond, you need $250,000 by January of 2020. So, um, your average of, um, your on, on essential rewards right now is $150. Okay. So $150 or $250,000 divided by 150 is how many people? Okay. So you have this many weeks to get it. How many are you, how many people are you going to get in, in that period of time? Okay. Oh, so you need 150, you know, or you need, um, you need 2000 people by January. Okay. So how are you going to get 2000 people spending $150 a month by January? What's, what's the plan there? Uh And then they say, Oh, okay. Well, that's probably going to be really hard. Yeah. It's going to be really hard. It's not impossible. Um, because we know people, right? We know the Monique's and we know the uh, Lindsay's and, and that came on and they did it in nine months or, you know, 10 months. Are you that person? Do you have these other companies or these other blogs or these other businesses that you've already been working that you can flip so that you are this? Because if you are, you're probably not going to be asking me how to do that, right? (laughs) Uh So, um, So then, okay, so that's not going to be a probable one. It doesn't mean that you cannot make or you do not have the ability to achieve Royal Crown Diamond. So where do we want to be in January? What is um, not necessarily what's just probable, but what is it? What's the real goal behind here? Is the real goal that I'm done and I'm tired of being gold or I'm tired of being platinum? Is it I'm, um, I need to move and shake or doing something. So is that behavior that you're doing right now working? It hasn't been working. So what can we do to change it? And what worked before? So kind of doing that because what happens in the brain is really is where our focus is. And what we, if we focus on what we like a lot more than what we don't like, then we'll, things will happen. So what usually happens in those things where we're stuck, it's we're focusing on the things that are not happening. Um, my downline is not helping or my downline is not sharing. I only have three um, people that are um, doing this. Well, everybody's busy and it's the, this time of the year. And so nobody's doing classes. I'm the one that's doing all the work. My upload won't help me. They said that they would place people and they're not placing or they placed them, but they didn't place them where I wanted to. Um, so-and-so's uh-huh. upline helps them, but that my upline is not helping me. I really wish that I could change lines, but I have, this many people in front of me. And if I do, then young living says that I will lose all my people. So I'm screwed. So I'm pretty much stuck where I am. That's how my life is. I wish my life was like yours. And that's usually what you end up getting instead, because we're focusing on what we don't like instead of what we do like. So if we can get them to kindly see where their focus is, is, doing and then where they want their focus to be, then they will find that when they continue to do that and then say, I choose this, I, I will, or I choose this, I feel this, I am this, then the focus changes and then the manifestation happens a lot easier. It's all about like, and you know, I, some of the people that are listening are going to laugh when I say this. It's really about manipulating that energy. And six years ago, that never would have come out of my mouth ever because I would have rolled my eyes and I would have said, there they go. Those crazy people talking about that energy stuff. But it's our words are energy. Our thoughts are energy. Our emotions are energy. And it's all about that. It's all about doing that and making that happen. So, um, that's the, um, um, that's the whole issue. Okay. So we, we lost Jen. I think she's coming back on now. 
um, she said that she lost on the phone. But that's the whole issue about it is, is coming to this place of um, knowing that if you say it out loud, your body follows and then you, um, then you can achieve it. Um, okay, I'm trying to unmute you, Jen, and it won't let me. Unmute. Let's see. Okay, well, I'm here. There we are. There we are. Okay. <laughs> I so. do not know how that happened. I'm like, great, I made you host and it muted me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to unmute you. I was like, oh, where'd she go? Um, but oh, yeah, that is hilarious. Go ahead. Yeah. That's really what it happens, you know, is is uh, we're focusing on the negative and mm -hmm. we, um, you know, we go, we go to there and that's why we're not achieving what we want to achieve. Yeah. It's because of where our focus is. Oh my gosh, this is so good. We could do this for like six years, this call, because it's yeah. so powerful. Like it's, yeah. this is like a full on like workshop kind of thing. You know, if people wanted to learn more about this and they're like, yeah, this is cool. Or yeah, I need some healing myself. And I, I've, I've got the stuff I want to work through. What's the best thing for them to do with this now that they've maybe discovered some things about themselves? Well, if they're interested in mentoring, I do um, some mentoring on in person and then in a group. Um, so they can um, message me, email me at SaylaWellnessTX at gmail.com. Um, we have a website, Sayla.education. There's no .com in there. It's just www.Sayla.education. And then they can drop us a line there. And um, we'll let you know like what our group mentoring is, or if you've got some big traumas that really need some more one-on-one, -on -one. we have a 12 week program that we kind of, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a 12 step program, but um, a 12 week program that we do um, work through that kind of thing. And, and honestly, there's some people that some of those things are too big that I, that's not in my scope. And I can't do it. Um, and sure. so if I know that that's the way that it is, then I would um, send you to somebody else that is more um, skilled and, you know, licensed to do that kind of some, you know, thing like that. So um, yeah. let's see. I will write that email out for everybody if I can figure out how to do that. <laughs> the chat. Uh, I do. Yeah. Let me see. Send to, I think I can send it. Um, did you figure out how to do it? Cause I yeah, I got it. it. I'm putting it in. Okay, right good. Now. Yeah. So the email address is Sayla wellness TX at gmail.com. And the website is www.sayla.education. And Sayla is S E L A H. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, that's the, the, if I could, um, I mean, you're right. We could talk about this forever because it's, there's so much more about it. Automatic, automatic negative thoughts, um, focusing where it is. Um, and I start everybody on a kind of, we do a brain test to see where you are. So I know where your brain is glitching and then know how to help you better in that way. Um, but the, the thing is, if I could leave everybody with one thing and that is there's always hope. No matter where you are in your business and feeling like you're not making it or where you are in your home or your family or your marriage, friendships, illness or brokenness, um, there's always hope. And as long as you're still breathing, there's hope. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing. As long as you're still breathing. So if you're at that point or if anybody's at that point, um, and I don't mean to you know, be a Debbie Downer here. But if anybody is at that point where they've thought about self-harming or they've thought about it's time for me to check out, then let this be your message tonight that there is hope. Even if it's not me that can help you, we can point you to somebody else that can, but know that there's hope in your business and there's hope in your family and there's hope in life because you're still here and you're still breathing. And this message came across your journey at this moment to tell you that something is time. It's time for something to change. And 2020 is a huge time for change for so many different mm -hmm. reasons. You know, we could, mm -hmm. that could be a whole other call with somebody else that knows more about <laughs> that. 
I know that that's a big, huge change for 2020. So that would be, yeah, that would be really fun to explore. I got to see if I can find somebody for that. Cause that, Oh man, I'm telling you, it, there's so much, even with um, the Jewish calendar and then other stuff and the astronomy and all, oh man, there's just so much, so much that could happen. So. Yeah. 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 I mean there, yeah, I would totally agree. And Monty, he's into that more than I am. He follows it and then tells me, mm -hmm. so I should ask him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, maybe he can do that because he is totally into that, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, well, yeah. that's perfect. And it was so funny because I was going to ask you, I'm like, do you want to leave somebody with one last thought? And you literally said, I'm going <laughs> to leave you with one last thought. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, well, that is perfect. <laughs> I told, when I went to Alaska, I was, um, I, I went to uh, I went to Alaska with Malia, and um, she said um, she's she's my upline support, my support team in uh, in our team, and um, we were talking about you know having people come in, and I used to worry so much about who is going to come in and be on my team, and oh, is that first? Uh, can I ask them? Can I ask them? But if you look at it, everything about being energy, then you know that you have certain energies and they have certain energies and they're going to be attracted to your energy. And if mm. they're not, then they're going to be attracted to somebody else's and you don't want them on your team anyway. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yes. um, cause I have had people that I'm glad that they're gone. <laughs> I mean, I'm just uh, saying that. And, and honestly, they're glad I'm gone. You know, they're, they're glad I'm not in their life anymore and I'm glad they're not in my life anymore. Um, but it's all about that energy. So don't give up hope. And lots of, lots that. of good things going on. Lots of good things. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know this was uh, a lot for you to do because, of, you know, your voice was giving you a little bit of, uh, yeah. um, a little bit of things yesterday. But, you know, the thing, too, is that, you guys, she's so busy. I mean, she's got so much on her plate. She's running her practice. She's doing her Young Living uh -huh. business. And now she's got this new director thing going on. And so I really appreciate you coming on and sharing this very powerful message and, uh, you know, again, if people, you know, want to get a hold of you, they can. And um, I just thank you again for coming on. Well, Jen, thank you so much. And I want to honor you for just being a light for not just, but being a light for everyone in Young Living that they're listening to you. And um, I know that whenever I started out in Young Living, I listened and hung on every single word anybody on this program said. I listened to it every single Monday night. Now I'm just way busy that I don't get to very often. Um, but you are such a shining light to so many people for Team Young Living in addition to your own Diamond Factory. And it's been amazing. And um, thank you for all that goodness that you speak in and give to other people. I really well, appreciate thank you. that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, with that wonderful, I love you. I, I love you. I love you more. I love you back. I love you more. <laughs> so um, we're going to, uh, let me go ahead and I'm going to unmute everybody. We can say goodnight and then we will adjourn. So hang on, everybody. Everybody's unmuted. Good night, everybody. Hi. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, and thank you so much. Good night, everybody. Good night.